and welcome to our fourth episode of Latinidad in the Lou. Today we're going to be talking about media, media coverage in St. Louis for Hispanic and Latino community, and much, much more. I'm your host, Miguel Rincan, and I have with me today Jacqueline Duty, publisher of Collinsville Daily News. Hi, Jackie. How are you? I'm wonderful. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm excited to have you here. We've, we've been trying to have you for a couple of episodes now. <laughs> it's finally happening, so, so I'm happy. Here. Yeah, no, it's exciting to be here. I mean, it's... It's incredible the things that are happening right now across St. Louis, and this is a great time to be in the loo. Yeah, I remember we were discussing this in Coffee and Commerce like a month ago or so, and I was I was thinking like, oh, it should be great for the Latinidad in the loo, and so it's good to have you. Uh, for people who don't know about who you are, uh, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, yeah. So I actually, I grew up in the area. Uh, my mother came over from Chile in the 70s, and, you know, we grew up in Alton, Illinois, and I never really thought that I would grow up to be in advertising or in marketing. It just never even crossed my mind, but life happens and, and circumstances and opportunities arise. So I got into the newspaper industry 20 years ago and over several years I you know, moved. We, you knew you made it when you got to the Post-Dispatch, so I moved to the Post and I was in automotive advertising there. And then okay. um, I was managing that team, moved into the digital realm and then radio called, said we've heard of you. So I moved to radio, I had four stations at Emmis, and then I went to iHeart and I had seven stations there, uh, managing all of their digital and automotive categories. And then after that, I thought I would start an agency. You know, and as an entrepreneur, you don't, you don't know what you don't know. Yeah, <laughs> so, right. So I think the first year was learning all the things not to do, you know, and it, and it was an exciting time, but um, we had a lot of fun. And then after a few years, I sold that agency to this billionaire that had a media company, uh, a baseball team, uh, you know, a, a law firm, just a lot of different companies. And so I worked for him, you know, doing a lot of different projects. And then my contract was up there and I thought I've done everything else. Let me try TV. <laughs> so I was at, uh, went to Fox for a little bit. And then after time, you know, I, it was crazy. I had a, this tragic life incidents where um, my house had actually burned down. Oh, really? And it was one of those situations where, and you know, Fox was an incredible place to be. They were, they were so kind and helped me through it. But I think everyone can have a moment of impact, you know, yeah. and, and that can, can stop what you're doing and you go, what am I doing with my life? And, and I have always felt like everyone experiences these moments of impact, but mm -hmm. it's what you choose to do after that moment that will affect all of your tomorrows. And so I made a decision to walk away from corporate media and I got an education. And then I was working at an international school and helping kids from, you know, when I started, we had 118 kids from 15 countries. And by the time I left, we had almost 300 kids from 28 countries. And, and I'm once again sitting there, that's just that you get um, the pull back into media and marketing and it gets in the blood, you know? Yeah. And so I'm sitting there going, man, I just really want to do this again. So I launched an agency in October of uh, 2021. Okay. And then after a couple months, you know, I, it's, it's interesting how it happened. You know, um, the Collinsville Daily News came from my dad one day looking at me saying, man, you were, you were at the Post when the Suburban Journals went down. And, and when they closed, I was no longer getting local news. He said, I wish you would just go start a paper. Now, he'd been saying that to me for about 10 years. <laughs> I never thought I could do it. Yeah. But, you know, it's crazy what, what COVID did is it, it created a realm of people starting to see and explore new opportunities. Mm -hmm. And I thought, if not now, when? You know, yeah. and, and I would challenge people today, if you have a dream or, or this idea that you feel this purpose that you're called to, 
just go for it because if not now when you know so so we launched Collinsville Daily News in February we were just a, a few months out yeah. and we've already seen some some great things happen so Collinsville Daily News is a thing <laughs> yeah that's that's one of the very very few positive things that COVID did, right? It yeah. did people like you, entrepreneurs, he just, he was like, well, and I guess I have no other option but to start my business because it's COVID time. So I'm, I'm very happy for you. That's, uh, you. like I said, one of the very few positive things. So you said Collinsville Daily News came into life because of your dad in a way, yeah. right? Well, yeah, no, he, uh, so it was, it was so funny. Many years ago, he looked at me and he's like, you know, I really feel like, Collinsville, we're, we're a small community. We no longer have a community paper. Nobody's telling our story. You know, he's like, if I want to know what the high school kids are doing or how they did at the game or, you know, what the what new businesses are coming to town or what happened at the, the city hall meeting, you know, there's nobody showcasing that. Yeah. And, and every small community needs that personal touch, needs that hyper-local content. Absolutely. And, and so he'd been asking me for about 10 years, and I just never really thought – I had it in me to do this, but mm -hmm. technology has evolved, um, the world has changed, and now what seemed impossible even 10 years ago has become very attainable. And so if, if you know, you have a, that hope, just run after it, because we, I took a step, mm -hmm. not knowing what it would become. And then as we progressed, every step would, would showcase a new opportunity, and, and we were able to build um, a platform of hyperlocal content that is built on, it's actually built on the same platforms that built stltoday.com and, and hundreds of other newspapers around the country. They do a phenomenal job. Um, so with the Collinsville Daily News, mm -hmm. we have all those features, you know, the local news, sports, entertainment, classifieds, um, local events, you know, just about anything. If if you can think of it, we probably have it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but I've been going through, uh, through your site lately. So we were talking about, I saw that there was like a Spanish section in there, and I think that's really good because uh, there really aren't many, many outlets, uh, media outlets in St. Louis or like the metropolitan area that are focused or, or have commodities for people who speak Spanish. So uh, why, why do you think that is? Why do you think there hasn't been like so much media presence in the Latino community besides maybe one or two media out there? That's a great question, you know, and I, I think that a lot of that comes to a, a lack of understanding of the importance of someone's culture. You know, I, I think it becomes very easy to say that, you know, if you if you break down the percentages of the demographics across St. Louis, you can say, oh, maybe on the, the surface level, it looks like the Hispanic or Latino community is not as big or maybe there there's not as much revenue that could come from that. So let's focus on the areas that as and as a corporation, as a business, I get it. You want to focus on the areas that you can drive a lot of revenue. Yeah. I, I remember um, years ago in training, like when I first got into media sales and we were we were talking about the greatest area of opportunity with targeting the boomers, you know, because they have uh, disposable income, they're, they're affluent. We dug in and they said, this is where we want to focus our targeting. And, mm -hmm. and you know, I, I always looked at why not more, you know, right. and, and I get it. As a business, it, it makes sense. But, but I feel like there's a story to tell. And there are so many people that can have influence beyond that. Um, but understanding the dynamic of the culture. And, and to that, you know, when I think about how I grew up, um, well, actually, there was a story my son uh, when he was graduating, mm -hmm. uh, his senior year of high school, you know, he was looking at 
wanting to go to college but not thinking that he was going to get a scholarship or be seen because he was at a really large school and you know and when you're in a sea of that many people you can get lost yeah absolutely i was like let's move you into a smaller school Mm -hmm. where um it's an international program and it's your senior year i get it it's making a sacrifice you're walking away from the friends you grew up with but yeah he went to the school and and loved it learned a lot um but the whole year he felt like he was being bullied he's like man those kids are picking on me and it and it was it was the kids from Brazil. He was like, I just don't get it. They don't like me. And then they all show up to his graduation party. And he came to me the next day. He's like, Mom, I get it. I was like, What do you get? He said, The whole year, I thought they were picking on me. I didn't realize they were just trying to make me their brother. This is how they communicate. Yeah. It's how they connect. And and now I understand that my misunderstanding of the culture and the communication mm-hmm. just created a barrier that didn't need to be there. Yeah. And so I, I think that that applies in life and in business. And I can see businesses will do that to where they may focus in one given area mm-hmm. and not necessarily give space to other cultures and areas that that are actually doing quite a lot. And maybe the perceptions of a community are not necessarily accurate. Yeah, you know? yeah. That uh, that makes a lot of sense the way you put it because I also now now that you you think about it, it make now that you said it, it makes more sense to me because kind of a similar thing happened to me when I was in college. I came from El Salvador. My entire life lived there, 19 years, and then I moved here for college. And uh, I remember having having a roommate. He was from here, and uh, I had friends who were sweet mates. We went to Lindenwood, so we had like two like one dorm, so two two bedrooms, two people in each bedroom. And my, my, my sweet mates were from Venezuela, so the four of us would hang out all the time. But I remember my friend from the United, from the American friend, he was always like, man, sometimes you guys can be very mean. And I, and I, and I kept trying to explain to him, I was like, like, I'm sorry, like, that's not what we just, maybe we're a little more rough over there. Like, I don't, I don't even, I couldn't even understand it. But now that you said it, that it also happened to your son with some people from Brazil, kind of makes sense. Like, back home, it's like, a regular cultural thing that you you know yeah. you you make you make fun of people but not in a way where like oh he's getting bullied you know might be yeah. for someone who doesn't understand that might think it's bullying but in reality it's just us trying to be friendly and, and be and be you know break the ice and connect. right and connect yeah. yeah so i guess it's the same way in general you know not only with little kids or like us people in college but like people like in the real world like adults they're like we might not touch that area just because we might not understand it fully yeah so and i think too that can also come from a fear of if i don't fully understand the culture yeah am i afraid to go in and create an offense that could create more of a barrier yeah so i think that that also plays into it but but taking that risk of reaching out and building relationships and building connections and learning um, someone else's culture mm-hmm. can be huge yeah um, i remember even when i was when I was a kid, my um, my dad, so my mom came from Chile, and she married my dad, and, and it's an incredible story. It's a love story that makes you, like, tear <laughs> up, you know? And, uh, but, but my dad did not want us to speak Spanish as children because he was afraid we would have a very heavy accent okay. and he had seen some, a little bit of um, prejudice. Yeah, that would yeah, come. absolutely. And so, you know, in that, you know, I look back and I'm like, wow, what if, what if we had taken time to really understand the culture or, you know, because I was in my 30s before I ever met somebody else from Chile. Okay. And, but it was really connecting with the Hispanic Chamber that yeah. created those opportunities because yeah. I went, wow, you know what, there's actually a lot of people out there 
that I just had never had the opportunity to engage with or know and and finding um, pockets of communities, you you can actually begin to build commonalities and 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 barriers are are bridged, you know. And I think there's some incredible things that that can happen through that. Yeah, and uh, so I saw, like I said, go through your website and we talked about it earlier. There's a Spanish section, right? Yes. That you had entitled Latinidad. Uh, can you just tell us a little bit more about that? How did that yes. come? In? Well, that was actually um, a collaboration working with Eduardo and Fernanda. Yep. Um, we were just talking about how can we engage because I was building um, a Spanish section of my of my website you know I, I really wanted to have news that was that was um, you know that was available for anyone that is having trouble because I remember when I was a kid my mom would be in tears when she would try to to read something and, and didn't know the language yet yeah you know yeah. and that can create it's problems. frustrating and, yeah and so I was talking with um, Eduardo and Fernanda about what this could be and I had a couple of pieces together and as we were you know really starting to build this collaboration they said what if we added this and this and this mm -hmm. and and we changed from Espanol to Latinidad and and we really build a brand mm -hmm. around the strength of showcasing news in Spanish that that everyone can that can understand that's, that needs anyone that speaks Spanish but maybe has you know, trouble understanding English. Yep. This is an opportunity for them to gain access to news content in a language that they understand. Mm -hmm. um, and so with that, we have, and I I wrote it down just because I don't want to forget. <laughs> um, I always forget one or two when I'm explaining it. Um, but we have a section, so when you go to the navigation at the top of CollinsvilleDailyNews.com and you see Latinidad, as you hover over it, you're mm -hmm. going to see a drop-down that will mm -hmm. have categories. And you'll see business, you'll see entertainment, you'll see news, sports, demographics, media, and political. And with that, we're getting a lot of content. Mm -hmm. So I mm -hmm. have a, you know, we, we have contracts with AP News where I'm pulling Spanish content that is focused on news from around the world. So we'll highlight what's happening in, you know, in Venezuela, in, in Spain, in um, Colombia, you know, we're grabbing world news in Spanish and then entertainment, you know, who doesn't want to read about Batman? Or, <laughs> right. So, so we have a lot of the entertainment news that's coming from Hollywood. Yeah. Um, demographics, we're going to be working over the next few weeks to gather a lot of data mm -hmm. that just showcases the trends of what's happening in the Hispanic community. Um, the growth, you know, the Hispanic population is the fastest growing population yeah. in the region and we want to tell that story. So we're going to have all the demographics of what's happened historically and then what's coming and what the trends will be. Um, and then the media piece is very exciting. So that was actually um, Eduardo's idea to have an opportunity to connect with everything you're doing mm -hmm. with, La, you know, with Latino and the Lou, yeah. Latino Dad and the, the Lou. Yep. Yes. And so well, we're going to showcase those videos. So yeah. all the videos that are being produced through the Hispanic Chamber, um, you know, features that highlight business profiles, interviews, um, anybody that is a member of the Chamber will get a business profile story for free. Because yeah. we want to tell, if you're a company that honors the Hispanic community, we want to make sure people know who you are. So we're going to write up a story on that, and all of that will be featured and housed in the Latinidad. Yeah, and you, you, you heard it here first, right? Yes. Nobody else knew that yet, but yeah, we are going to partner the Hispanic Chamber of Commerce and uh, Collinsville Daily News. Yes. So we're going to have our own hub, right, a media hub, uh, Spanish media hub, which is going to help 
us, it's gonna help you, it's gonna help the entire Latino community. So we're all very excited about that. I was actually there in your website yesterday and you caught my attention for a solid 20, 30 minutes because I went to the sports and right there, there was the Real Madrid game in Spanish, the like the recap in Spanish. And I read that and then I just kept on reading and that's one of, that's super huge because you know us Hispanics and Latinos, we love sports, soccer. especially soccer, football. That's, football. yeah. <laughs> the real football. The real football, yeah. We... We love that. So the second we we see an, a newspaper that has something about sports, soccer, and it's in Spanish, mm. you immediately get like, oh, I'm gonna start reading this now, yeah. right? So that was that was that was very very um, very excited. So you, I know you said you you said that you and and Eduardo and Fernanda kind of like talked about it, but how how did it come to be? I don't know if you can talk about that, but how did it come? How did it become a reality? You know, it was just this is what is so great about um, working with people that that really, you know, I, I feel like when you get in a room with people that really care about other people, you can feel it. Yeah. And I and I felt that when I came into the Hispanic Chamber. This is a group of leaders in the region that truly care. And so in meeting with Maria and with Fernanda and with you and Eduardo, you, you start to have these conversations and, and we started talking about building a hub mm -hmm. that becomes a place for everyone in the Hispanic and Latino community to access content. And so really that's, it was born from the, you know, like I, I started a piece of it, but it was in the, the effort of collaboration and, and bringing people together and talking about how can we make it better? Yeah. How do we take it to the next level? Yeah. And I feel like that's where the, the power and the strength comes in from the community is being able to to share ideas. And so I would love to say, man, Jackie came up with this. Nope, <laughs> I didn't. You know, it was, <laughs> it was a group effort. And, and I really am so thankful um, to be surrounded by, by people that have vision. Of, of what can happen and, and what the area can be. You know, I, I get excited about that um, in knowing that we're going to be able to touch the lives of people that are excited to gather yeah. news and excited yeah. to read about what's happening in St. Louis in the Hispanic and Latino community. Yeah, so I, you, you said uh, we're going to touch people's lives, right? And uh, how do you think it will benefit the community? Like, can you go more into detail? How do you think it will benefit the community in St. Louis? Yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I, I get it. it it's, it's really just a, a platform for communication because mm -hmm. there's a lot of different things that we have there. You know, we'll have, um, you know, the classifieds edition. So if you are a business that wants to run like a help wanted ad, and we, we bring all of that information for free. If you wanted to highlight your local events, we have a platform that runs a lot like Eventbrite. So you okay. can host all of your events. If you are a, a new restaurant or maybe you're doing an open mic night or you have a, a fundraising opportunity, you can actually go in and post your events for free. Now, there's always the option to buy the advertising program, and it, I think it defaults to that, <laughs> probably by design. But, but you can Hey, you got to do what you got to do, right? <laughs> hey, I got to make fun. <laughs> and, uh, no, but you can hit the free listing and get all of your events posted for free. We want that to be a space where every business has access for promotion and advertising for free. Okay. And so you can come in and take advantage of that. And if, and if you're stuck, we have a team of people that can help you through the process. Mm -hmm. Reach out to info at collinswilldailynews.com and okay. we can set up a time to show you how to do those things. Um, and then we want to tell your story. You know, if you have, and I'm good, like I love to share the story of my grandmother and how she came to this country. and. Um, you know, she actually was a refugee okay. that, that fled from um, from Santiago, Chile in the 70s um, under the reign of Augusto Pinochet. Yeah. And, 
and she she came to this country with a hope and a dream and and my mom would come later and and not having no intention to stay she was going back she was actually engaged okay. to somebody else and was going back to live a life and she met my dad and fell in love and and but she says i came to this country and i found i found love and i found freedom and i found jesus and that's all i ever needed you know and it's it's such a beautiful story to yeah. talk about it yeah. but but then i also look at you know, being able to share that story of how my grandmother persevered through moments of hopelessness and what do I do and what's my future going to look like. To hear her talk of it was an incredible thing. It was very inspiring. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there are so many of those stories across the region that we want to hear and we want to tell. Yeah. So if you have that, you know, please share it with us. We want to write articles about those things. Okay. Because I think the more of those stories that are told... Mm-hmm. the more hope and inspiration gets delivered. And it's just an incredible thing that can come from that. Yeah. So you mentioned that, uh, so if you're in job listing and stuff like that, it could be mm-hmm. free in your website. Uh, is that only for members, for Hispanic Chamber? No, or is that for an, anybody who for wants to be? Everybody. Okay. What we've done, I, in building this, I tried to I tried to think of every frustration I had um, as a consumer as um, a former person in, you know, in corporate media, what what can I do to remove frustrations? And so when I think about if I see an article on Facebook that I really like and I click on it, yeah. and now it's taking me to the New York Times, but I have to pay <laughs> for a subscription right. to read it, I'm like, uh, I can Google it. I can get it somewhere else. Right. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So we remove paywalls. There yeah. are no subscriptions or paywalls to access our content. Yeah. Um, when I, when my, um, my father-in-law passed away and, and we had to pay for the obit. Mm-hmm. It was incredibly expensive. And, and I we can paid imagine. for it because we had to tell this, you know, like I wanted to tell that story. Yeah. But, yeah. but I look back going, man, that was expensive, you know? And, yeah. and so obits are free. Um, birth announcements. You know, I, I can't legally access birth announcements from the hospitals. Uh-huh. But any mother that wants to tell the story yeah. and show their child's birth and, and announce it, those are free. Um, wedding announcements. If you're celebrating your 50th or 60th wedding anniversary, tell yeah. us. You know, um, moves in business. You know, if you've been recently promoted and you're moving up in corporation, send it to us. We're going to okay. run that as a story. You know, we are we are looking for content mm-hmm. that is going to engage and really connect and and get people excited about reading the news again. Yeah, that sounds that sounds like a deal right there. <laughs> um, like you, you were just talking about like positive things, and we know sometimes as you know St. Louis, it might sometimes doesn't have too much to a lot of positive news, uh, a lot of crime and stuff like that. Do you, with the hub that we have and like with your newspaper, do you want to achieve some diff- something different? Yes, you know, uh, for years in in media, I always heard the the saying, "If it bleeds, it leads." <laughs> you know, they pick the the craziest stories, the yeah. most. You know, like sometimes it could get really, really the scary stories lead. Yeah. Um, we want to be different. You know, I want I want CDN to to tell the news, but make sure we're and and we'll have those stories in there too. But our future stories are going to be the local news. You mm-hmm. know, we want to highlight the positive things. We want to talk about. You know what? What little? What you know? What 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 Johnny did on the at the on the football game on Friday yeah, night? Yeah. You know, we want to talk about those things. Um, if there are kids out there that are starting companies or um, doing incredible things in the STEM industry, or you know, um, it just all of the the things that make our area so great. You know, I if we focus on the good, and I've I've heard this. This was actually a really interesting story. Mm-hmm. I had um 
I used to take a lot of those personality profiles. Okay. You know, like, it's like every company has a different personality test yeah, to take. Yeah. And so I feel like I've taken all of them. You know? <laughs> and uh, But there was one that really got my attention. And it was a book written by, I think it was Tom Rath, and it's called The Strength Finder. Mm-hmm. And there was the, the premise is there's 34 strengths that every person has. <laughs> and you take this test, and it says of all of these areas, these are your top five. And, you know, and, and we would take that concept and I had a company that used that specific test and we applied it to sales and we would actually attribute colors to each profile and then color coordinate our floor based on the strengths. And we, you know, we put the happy people by the happy people and we put the analytical people by the analytical people. And what happened was there was a lift in revenue because people's strengths were being emphasized. And, and I found that what you focus on will grow. And so when I think about that, mm-hmm. we use the example of Michael Phelps. And you think Michael Phelps, he's an Olympic swimmer. You know, he's known for breaking records. He's known for doing incredible things. But if you look at him and look at like his genetic makeup and how he's built, he looks a little funny. I mean, he's, <laughs> he's got a really long torso. Yeah. He's got short little legs. His, his arms are so, uh, so long. Yeah, so far long. They hang, they hang down almost <laughs> to his knee, you know? And he's got webbed toes. Yeah. You know, and you think if you put that man on a basketball court, he's going to fail. Oh, you absolutely. Know? It's just not going to go well. Yeah. But you take him and you put him in the water and you back it with yeah. the right training and the right coaching, then, then you have a design for for success and for somebody that can achieve world records. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's so important. So if we take a person's strength and we highlight it and we emphasize it, you can see an increase in performance. Because if you focus on the bad and you try to manage the bad, you may get a 10% return on that growth. But if you focus on the good, you will see exponential returns. And I feel like that's so powerful. So we take that as a principle and apply it to everything we're doing at Collinsville Daily Mm -hmm. News. We want to highlight the strengths. We want to highlight the good. We want to talk about, you know, why St. Louis is is in the heart of the nation. Yeah. And the Collinsville Daily News is the heartbeat of the community. That's who we are, and that's what we want to be known for. So how can we tell your story? You know, and that's the key. So please, please, please send me your stories. Jackie at CollinsvilleDailyNews.com. I want them. I want to tell the positive and why St. Louis is such a great place yeah. to be. Yeah, no, it sounds um, sounds like your, your newspaper is growing fast, is hungry for um, for news. And uh, it's been it's been a pleasure to have you here today. We've uh, reached the end of it. But uh, thank you so much. If you guys want to check her newspaper, CollinsvilleDailyNews.com. And thank you, Jackie, again. Thank you. I am Miguel Rincan, and uh, we'll see you guys in the next one. Thank you. Thank you.